Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just rename this Harkery um, Part 2. Harkery Part 2 yeah. uh, featuring a fistful of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, fellow fumblers, and welcome to another episode of the Film Fumblers podcast. Today, we are going to be reviewing A Fistful of Dollars, a movie originally released in 1964 and directed by Sergio Leone. So without further ado, my name's Adrian. I'm Jay. I'm Taryn. Hey, he's James. All right, boys. Oh, oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, little backstory. I was um a cowboy for halloween a few years ago and i very highly based my costume off of clint eastwood from a fistful of dollars uh the good the bad and the ugly all of the the dollars trilogy i guess what they call it and so i bought a replica 45 little revolver it is a replica guys don't worry it's not uh but it's a really nice one so you'll notice that my little display case back there is open because I, I was like you know what I don't get mm. to pull this thing down a lot. <laughs> We're doing it. Well, I poured the wrong kind of shot, man. You did. <laughs> um, what are you guys shooting? I'm. So in this movie, I think they drink a lot of tequila. I feel like it's tequila, right? Not whiskey. Yeah, looks. It looks, looks like because it's like an Mexico kind of. So I'm shooting tequila. Nice. Um, I'm shooting whiskey. Winchester. <laughs> Winchester. Winchester whiskey. Yeah, and I'm drinking whiskey on the side. I'm I'm a savage. I got Tito's because that's all I fucking got. Tito's vodka. <laughs> Terry needs to. We need to get him some more. Cheers, <laughs> cheers, guys. Cheers. This is a big one. Look at this. <laughs> We're gonna drink this all. Oh my god, are you? Ooh. Holy fuck, he's doing it. Wow, dude, you're supposed to sip on it when it's got ice in it. Jesus. Well, I just wanted a little. Uh... No, oh man. man, that was actually good. Mm -hmm. All right, so our mm. first ever Western, and it is a spaghetti Western. So this film effectively launched what a spaghetti Western is. I, I had no idea. That's mm -hmm. like super cool. Sergio Leone specifically, um, I guess with the trilogy that I was saying. So there's A Fistful of Dollars. What's the last? It's like a, a few more dollars. A couple more bucks. And, uh, and then a lot the more bucks. Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be specific, spaghetti western means that it's a western made in Italy, right? Right. Yeah. And and we're, or like yeah, and made made there or produced by people and directed by Italians. Cuz I think this was like technically shot in Spain, but um all Leave Italian. it to America to give it a name like a spaghetti western, huh? Right. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't I even saw, catch that. I saw the Japanese call them macaroni westerns. Oh yeah, I saw it. So interesting. Um, oh shit! What was I gonna say? A little racist. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what I Western. thought spaghetti meant. <laughs> it's like cheesy or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, Italian. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, like uh, I don't know, ramen Western or something. <laughs> ramen Japanese or like. What would you call like an American Western if it had to be a food dish? Because we just steal our food from everywhere else. <laughs> Hamburger. But that's from <laughs> Germany. I don't, think, I don't think that's true. We're going to have to look that up. I don't think no, that's the country. Reason, the reason, or I know, but I don't think the hamburgers were made in Hamburg. I 
think that's a misconception. We're gonna have to. I, anybody I anybody in the chat? Can you uh, uh, fact check that? Oh, my my niece asked me. She's <laughs> like, she was like, why do they call them hamburgers if they don't have ham in them? And I was like, pretty sure it's. And then I looked it up. It's because they're from Hamburg, Germany, right? Like, I don't know. Google Google doesn't lie. All right. <laughs> it was the first line in a Wikipedia article. It has to be true. We'd call him a McDonald's Western. There we go. A McDonald's Western. A John Wayne Western. Freedom Western. Western. <laughs> um, yeah, so this movie originally released in 1964 <clears throat> in Italy, but it didn't get released until 1967 in the United States. And there was apprehension about releasing it here because there was a lawsuit going on from because this movie essentially stole the story from uh, Yojimbo, Dude, right? Yeah, Yojimba. I was going to yeah. talk about that. A successful lawsuit, mind you. But what's hilarious is they made two more movies. They're like, yeah, fuck you guys. You can sue us, but we're making two more films. Like, <laughs> So leave it to, I guess, stubborn Italians to, to want to just keep making, you know. Dude, okay. So back when I first watched Harakiri, watch our episode on it, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, the other samurai movie I watched was Yojimbo. Mm-hmm. Watching this movie, I was like, why does this feel so fucking familiar? Literally everything <laughs> is this, dude, almost everything is the same. Like, it's not yeah, shameful really, and um... it's ripping off of Yojimbo. <laughs> Yeah, they, I've wild. heard like there's, there are scenes that are like would be shot for shot, but like in a fistful of dollars, it's just guns and in Yojimbo, it's samurai swords. Yeah. Like, so it's so crazy. So well, I mean, they, again, successful lawsuit. So like they, you know. But I, I feel like was was it, they didn't like settle the lawsuit because they had to. What Didn't they kind of like, they were like, okay, we're just going to give it to them because... He he had so much inspiration from it, or am, am I wrong about that? I don't know. I think, um, what's his name, Sergio? Sergio Leone. He played it off as it was based on something else that both of these movies kind of seem like. Yeah. It's like a book or something. It's like, I oh, so no, that. he got inspired by this book, and that's what I got inspired by, so blah 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 but it's like no dude it's the fucking same movie yeah because yeah, isn't it like the the character the main character is like also known as the stranger or something yeah like, he has no name very... in that either yeah yeah <laughs> which that's where it's, that, that's like where it gets difficult is like okay what is inspiration then what is just copying somebody i mean this sounds like it's more of a blatant copy but i don't know it's so taryn being the only one seeing the movie the other one does it diminish from what this movie does? Like, does it take away from this one? Yeah. Um, yes, because I'm just more partial to samurai aesthetics and things. <laughs> that's that's fair. Sure. That's fair. <laughs> so, like, Western stuff, I'm like, sure, guns, that's cool, I guess, whatever. But I don't know. Yeah, and also, I was like, I guess I know what's going to happen. And then all it did happen, so it wasn't. It was kind of cool to watch it happen again, like in a different way. But like, mm, yeah. yeah, I definitely took away from it because I already kind of knew what was going on. Huh. Okay. I agree on the Western point. Like, I don't really think that Westerns are so much my thing. Mm-hmm. And I would probably much prefer to see Yojimbo just to like, I mean, I think I'll, I'll go and watch it just to see it anyway. You should, but dude. It's really I good. Feel like I would like <laughs> yeah. it better. Yeah, I'm not really like a Western fan, but I mean, I know I have a replica 45 revolver and like, I really, I don't know, for Halloween, I just really, really got into it and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be a fucking cowboy. It's gonna be super cool. 
but I, and so when I like started like getting my costume together, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch a bunch of cowboy movies. And so that's when I originally watched a fistful of dollars and good, bad and ugly. And I don't know this time. Um, I, so like I had Harakiri in my head a lot while I was watching this movie, just because Harakiri was like the Japanese Western or what, you know, what have you. Mm-hmm. And I just kept thinking like, fuck, I think Harakiri is just so much better. Like it's just yeah. so much better. And so yeah. like, I, I, I was trying to get that out of my head while watching this one, but it stayed there. Did you guys, how, how were, were you, where were you guys' headspace on, on watching this? I was a hundred percent right there with you. Yeah. I, same thought. I was like, Harakiri was way better. Cause like yeah. Harakiri, I was watching it and it starts kind of slow, you know, but you, yeah. for some reason it just kind of sucks you in like 15 minutes pass and you're like, okay, I'm in this. I don't really know what's going on, but I'm here. Mm-hmm. And with this movie, it was like, it was trying to do those same things. So the vibes were there, but I don't know. It was just different. It was just weirder. Yeah. I remember like Adrian would always like suggest we should do like a Western or something. I was like, if we're going to do a Western, let's just do a samurai movie. Cause they're the same thing, but like way cooler. <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, now we've done both. So yeah. And it's, it's not to say that I don't, I didn't like it or that I don't like them in general. I just think I would probably prefer the Japanese mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, it's still interesting. I do. I do really appreciate the, the cowboy aesthetic though. Like I think, I mean, so this was Clint Eastwood's first starring role. And I think he did like such a good job at just being fucking cool. Dude, like, fuck yeah. Just yeah. Squinting. <laughs> like he's just a fucking badass all the time. And I think that it's, it's, it's so cheesy, but maybe that is, what is missing from samurai for me is like the samurai aesthetic is pretty is like very fascinating and cool but i i don't feel like they have that like badass like kind of thing that the cowboys do dude that that's sense. the thing More is honor. that's More the thing is honor. in yojimbo sorry you can finish that no yeah that, that's all i was gonna say it's more about honor and, and samurai and with with cowboys is like you know i'm i'm my own law you know kind of thing and yeah mm-hmm. um that's the thing is in yojimbo like it's more comedic like it it's just more fun to watch that movie i feel like like this movie takes it so seriously right and it's just so dark i don't know it just doesn't work for me i guess in the same way that yojimbo does it because the main character in that is the same kind of like sly like cool guy but he's also just like funny and like laughs at shit all the time like it's just a different vibe yeah that i I like yeah I mean, there's a little bit of that, right? Like in the fir- the first time we see him use the gun, and he tells the coffin guy, "Like, get three coffins ready." Right? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. he kills four people, and he's like, "My bad, four. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, he has a little bit of like humor. Like that same scene, he's like trying to make these guys apologize to his donkey. donkey. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, like it's it's really funny. But but I think going back to what you guys were saying, like it's just two different cultures. You have like the Mm-hmm. puffed up american i do it alone and then well i haven't seen yojimbo so i don't really know i don't know the comparisons there but like with harakiri it was all about like respect and honor very yeah. slow journey uh i don't know yeah and yeah. with Har- harakiri it was it was like so much more about storytelling like literally you're listening to a story you know re- revised but then it was non-linear just... like this one. yeah and I think it was just so much more of an interesting development. And I hate for this to just turn into a comparison of the two movies. Um, 
but with a fistful of dollars you know it was just like you have your the story where a, a man with no allegiance enters a town and there's two factions and he's just trying to profit off of both and then somewhere along in the middle of it he kind of catches some some feelings about like i need to do kind of what's the right thing mm -hmm. you know and become the hero so a cool story and you know again ripped off right from <laughs> you know, timbo but um i don't know the badass element for for it just like really did it for me on this clint eastwood's so fucking cool fuck yeah dude yeah i'll agree with that it was weird seeing him young i haven't oh, really I seen know. him in like many things while he's young yeah was this movie like six years old and he was like just thinking about like his age like now like he's still mm -hmm. directing movies and show i'm like god damn that's fucking crazy he's yeah. 90 right now 90 yeah Holy damn. shit! wow Damn. I think the last thing I saw him in was Gran Torino, but I know so he did good. that Mule movie. I haven't seen Gran Torino. I need to watch that. It's oh, really it's really good. good. I've heard it's really good. He, he directed it, right? Directed and starred in it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Did he direct it? I don't know. I'm pretty sure yeah, he directed it. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I've only seen him in that and Dirty Harry, so that's like three totally mm. different versions of him, and it's really cool <laughs> oh, to see yeah. him. Mm. Yeah, I guess I've mainly seen him in cowboy kind of because I watched uh, I seen him in The Unforgiven too. Mm -hmm. The Unforgiven plot, which is which is really good. I think that's in the '90s. But um, so, does anyone know how many years is after John Wayne is like this Clint Eastwood thing coming in to play? Well, so that was like the whole. I think Clint Eastwood with Sergio Leone launched like what we know as a spaghetti western in mid 60s like right when this came out and so i guess it had to have been before that because basically america was getting tired of kind of that whole western thing but europe yeah. still kind of wasn't so mm -hmm. that's where it kind of went from so i would imagine you Seems know like the 40s or so 40s 50s was when it was bigger maybe even a little earlier but just just kind of wondering like just just like how far removed like america was from like yeah. that spotlight was it only a few years or was it like you know a couple decades mm -hmm. yeah, i don't I, yeah i don't know maybe like a decade or you know mm -hmm. but i yeah. haven't i've have not seen a john wayne western like, i feel like i need to yeah i don't so. know if i have either which was funny because of our last movie <laughs> i, I yeah. was kind of hoping we could do one running scared i don't know yeah. he's you you hear those two names like clint eastwood john john wayne those are those are westerns but right well that's what's funny is you think when you hear john wayne and clint eastwood you do think western but they're like apparently very different like I, from what i've heard I, I haven't seen like the original westerns but they're the they're just completely different kind of you know i'm sure obviously there's a lot of similarities just by being westerns but kind of the storytelling and yeah like and even totally like, different eras like probably couldn't show as much violence and stuff back then too for john wayne yeah and so like with with just the cinematography and like with like so Sergio Leone he focused a lot on like very extreme close-ups and it was more of like close-ups just to show just to like show the character like and, and like make a I don't know how to describe it but basically like the older westerns when they would do close-ups it was more reactionary it was like they, they would be their face reacting to something that was happening or something that was said more so than just you know their face behind a sunset whatever it is you know Hmm. yeah um, that's so interesting i i've read that like a lot of the cinematography stuff in this movie kind of shaped the way that 
those things were done going forward. But this is like an era of like, I guess specifically American filmmaking, but filmmaking in general that I just don't know a lot about. Like these early Westerns, these early, you know, like moving picture era type of yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really interested to see all the connections made between like the John Wayne stuff, the Japanese stuff, and how even back then those things kind of transcended, you know, the being isolated in one country or whatever, like that was even kind of more of a worldwide thing that was spread around and it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm the same. I'm right there with you. I don't know a whole lot about this era of filmmaking. And it's just like, I'm like, fuck, am I even qualified to like talk about like, who the, like I know everyone's dying to hear a 27 year old talk about a movie from 1964, like, <laughs> you know, a classic. And it's just like, fuck, I don't know if this is, I don't, I don't know if this movie is doing it for me in the right way. Like, I don't know. I just like, I'm so lost. I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, I guess in that sense, we're pretty far removed from this, you know, at yeah. this point. Like, we can go back to the 80s and feel good about those movies, maybe even right. the 70s. Mm-hmm. But you dip this far back, and I think it gets harder. But I don't know, Harakiri, man. Like, yeah, again, when was Harakiri? Was... It was 60s, right? Yeah. I don't remember which yeah. one. I mean, I don't want to keep hammering that, but... No, no, no. Was, but uh... it's like a fair point. Like, it's an older... Was that the oldest movie we've done? Yeah. yeah. Harakiri? And, like, we all loved it. Like, you know, yeah. so... True. And I feel like it wasn't cheesy, like heart, you know. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just rename this Hurricane um, Part Two. Hurricane Part Two, yeah. uh, featuring a fistful of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so here let's let's talk about I think what the movie really did well in the music. Like, oh yeah, so fucking good. And and just with the the trilogy of the dollars trilogy, like the good, the bad, and the ugly music is I think even better. Like you just know it's it's so fucking iconic and it's what you think of when you think of westerns like so i think spaghetti westerns are like no that when you're thinking of western music you're thinking probably of spaghetti western music which yeah. is like hmm. so fitting and you yeah. know morricone is a fucking legend he's been doing shit for so long is that who produced the music or yeah yeah he did the music nice. he like made this yeah. sound <laughs> all himself Nice. I was gonna say, like the sound in general was like, like the shots with the little boy were like obviously dubbed over, right? All, the whole thing are. is. The whole yeah. thing is okay. That's what I thought. And it bugged that? the shit out. Of me. Yeah, it was a little weird. It was a little off-putting, but it was so noticeable with the boy. Anytime the boy right. was in the shot, because he's a little kid. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess. What so. I really thought that it was just the the quality of the movie I was watching. I was like, this is all fucking. <laughs> No, it honestly, I, I was like, whatever, I'm just gonna I, have to get over it. Because so it was restored, I think, in 2014. At, at the ending credits, it says like when it was restored and how, like how it was restored or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought it looked really good. Like oh, it yeah. looked and it good. sounded yeah. pretty good. Um, again, you know, it's dubbed over or what is it called when they do that post production? I can't. There's a word for just it. Dubbed over? I don't know. There's yeah, I don't know, whatever it is, but um, yeah, it's it's weird and was like is that was that super common then or uh, i think i read that they... a lot of these movies like spaghetti westerns and stuff were like that because it was cheaper to just get people from the area in your movie and like they would just talk in their native language and then oh. someone else would dub over in english 
So, like, mm. they didn't have to, like, find people that spoke English. They're just like, here's the lines, speak in Italian mm. or whatever. And, like, we'll just redo it. I think Clint Eastwood is, like, the only one that is the same voice, like, voiceover that is the actor. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's very off-putting to me. I can't stand stuff like that. Because <laughs> it's, like, some of it's right. And then it goes off at the end of the sentence. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Mm, okay. I got used yeah. to it over time, but that has to be like really hard to do, you know? Yeah, for sure. It must yeah, be but... like it's it's to like replicate the same even like feeling or whatever that you would have, you know, in the moment, like on set. Yeah. It it's gotta That's be odd. super difficult. That's odd. Dude, I, I, I imagine living there and having to work with all these people that like barely yeah. I think um I read that um one of the stunt doubles was like one of the only English speakers there that could talk to Clint. Oh, shit. oh wow. That's wow. what I was yeah. thinking about the whole time is like Clint Eastwood acting in English against someone that's not speaking English. Like how hard was that? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? How do you, how do you bring the emotion on? I mean, I guess yeah. really like he's just. <laughs> yeah. His emotion is, I think uh, Sergio Leone said he had two, he has two expressions. His first expression is with a hat and his second is without one. Like, and it's just like, <laughs> And it's always just this squint, you know. Yeah. It's Dude, ridiculous. speaking of his, like, face or whatever, <laughs> I read something that Clint Eastwood doesn't like smoking, so the taste of the cigar or whatever mm. was, like, gross. So that's why his face is always, like, puckered up because it's just, like, this is nasty. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> it works. It works. So fitting, right? Like, yeah. And again, that's going to be, like, my main – the main thing I like about this movie is just the badass element, like – Mm-hmm. it's so it's so just the, the you know like his poncho his stature like just the way he stands and like again he's not doing a lot like he's just kind of standing there but every time you know he throws the poncho over and i'm like this is a fucking badass <laughs> <laughs> and you got the music going and it's you know yeah once again smoking looks way too cool <laughs> yeah. yeah why do we keep why is smoking so cool got kids don't smoke but it looks really cool Fuck. <laughs> he's like even laying in bed with the cigar in his mouth i'm like jesus christ yeah. <laughs> <It's all choking. laughs> yeah and how he spits out the little bit like it's just so, so ridiculous i really like the relationship between him and the barkeep guy yep yeah, yeah. Love the bar yeah. the coffin maker too all the three of them yeah. together was really good yeah. silvanito i think is silvanito yeah yeah um it's just so like he knew that everything that in the going on in their town was like fucked up, but he didn't really have the means to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And then this guy could do things about it, but there was still like there was like a respect, but also like, by the way, you owe me money, but like you don't really owe him money. You know? Yeah, there's just like that weird play. You're probably gonna die anyway. So it's yeah, like... <laughs> right. And I love so like it's a very it's a very poor town that's just like riddled with crime and basically you know these two factions the rojos the baxters and no one's making any money not even the bartenders but the only one who's in business is the fucking coffin maker yeah but i'm just like who the fuck is buying these coffins yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what is kind of stupid like at the end of the movie literally everyone in the town dies <laughs> just like, no one lives here anymore like no, but like, it's what? peaceful what is going on? there's like maybe two or three people living there now yeah like oh, the coffin right? maker the coffin maker has work but yeah I, is he getting paid for it no i don't know yeah yeah what i love just happy is, to be there 
Happy. He was like a happy character. Yeah, which he was. was interesting. What I loved was that the when he walks out of the you know, he learns the story and all that stuff, figures out what's going on in the town. And then he walks out on the balcony or whatever and looks around and like it's just so funny to me that the like Baxter house and then like the Rojo house are just like twenty <laughs> feet apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm just like, what? Like yeah. are killing each other like daily? Hour, they're still sticking gun out the window, and that's where I think like they it could have it could have benefited from seeing like because like you know I think you kind of gathered that um, both factions uh, recruit these young men you know that aren't really a part of the family. It would have been interesting to see like their families, you know, like they're probably the ones that are buying the coffins to bury their son that oh, he's, right. he's trying to make money in the only way he can you know he joins the gang and they kind of hint that they've got money yeah they kind of hint right. that but like i would like to see like those like kind of the grunts families like you know so the back because the baxters are the law enforcement right like aren't the baxters that isn't that the sheriff so those guys would yeah. be like the cops i don't know like they would recruit young men to do their right work, you know yeah, and then the other side is even more recruitment or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just so. I don't know, but to, to like to touch on what Jay was saying about how like the houses are so fucking close together and shit, it's it's just like, I guess they that's kind of has to do with the budget, right? Like they, it's a yeah. tiny ass set, right? Like, like a one street have, city yeah. town thing. Yeah, you know. This this budget was I think I saw it was like two hundred grand or something. They paid Clint Eastwood like fifteen k, and then they it did really well like fourteen and a half million I believe. Damn. So yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was just funny, and that whole scene was kind of weird because he's like, "Where does he? Where do these stairs go?" Right, and he's like, "Oh, that's up to the balcony." And so he starts going. He's like, "No, don't go up there." And I was like, "What is he?" Yeah. <laughs> Are you hiding something up there? And then he just goes up there. It's literally just a balcony. And that, and that <laughs> yeah, what is, yeah. And I also love, you have like the drifter rolling, rolling into town and like somebody insults his donkey and he just murders four people. <laughs> and they're just like, eh. Yeah. some coffins. Like what? That's so Western where you just kill somebody in a bar and they're just like, oh, just drag them out back. Yeah. You know, like, Make sure when he's about to evolved. he's about to kill the sh- or shoot the sheriff and he's like don't shoot i'm the sheriff or whatever and he's just like oh well you better get these bodies buried or yeah. whatever you know like he's <laughs> yeah. not even in trouble it doesn't even matter <laughs> just begging for his life yeah that's gonna enforce the law um yeah so let's talk about the i guess the the acting performances um i don't know i think it was left something to be desired i i don't know it, from from other movies from this time i feel like there is still great acting i think really clint eastwood was just like just had to be in the shot like there wasn't a lot really going on there the fucking i know we have to talk about the laugh from one of the rojos oh my brothers God, yeah oh yeah so, which again it has to do with the dubbing and with all of yeah. that but Right. Now that like, I know that it's dubbing, that it's like it's hard for me to like even say that anyone's acting 
yeah like what it's hard to yeah. say that are they they're actually, just there like, you would have to know italian and and get their their feeling from the actual language like it's just weird mm -hmm. i think the barkeep and the other guys are pretty good yeah all the big the big name guys are really good too yeah the barkeep the coffin guy and ramon i thought were all really good even yeah. Ramon's brother, the not the one with the laugh, but the other one, the older one, mm -hmm. I thought he was pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, I, yeah, I guess like the the best performance I think for me was probably Ramon. Like just how he, like, because he's also like he's also a badass, but he's more. I don't know. He's kind of more like he's a criminal, right? Like he's he menacing. Just has, like, this, you know, he's just like this evil almost feels like a bond villain villain kind of thing again where it's just i don't know he's got that cool vibe to him and again you have like the, the just the ridiculous cheesy uh where he has his winchester and he's shooting that suit of armor <laughs> and he shoots the perfect heart <laughs> yeah. and i was just like i wanted him to like like shoot an arrow through it and write mom in it or something like it was just that ridiculous yeah um him on that freaking Gatlin gun. Dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's what I was going to say. A lot of these scenes where they're like really, I don't know if like action, action-y intense are really long, right? Like the, the Gatlin gun scene. He's just like. <laughs> shows like every kill. <laughs> then, then like kills. stops and pauses for a little yeah. bit. And look around and then somebody gets up and starts running and it just goes at it again. And yeah. it's like, it's so drawn out. It's ridiculous. That yeah. is awesome though. That gun was super interesting looking. It just looked fake. Like, yeah, the sound of it real? was so bad. Yeah, I was so like, bad. could this have been real? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I love that it was in the carriage, though. Imagine that drive-by. Just... <laughs> <laughs> the horse just all fucking moving. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, why were their horses just chilling? They were like, dude, that's what I. The horses were just like... untouched. I was like, this guy's a fucking marksman, dude. He <laughs> uh, uh... was though. Yeah. 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 To be fair, he was. Rifle. <laughs> Fucking Catholic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man. But that was a, it, it was an interesting uh I to be honest, I got a little lost during that part because I was confused like who the people that they were killing were and how mm -hmm. he was on the Gatling gun in the first place. Like weren't they all supposed to be part of the same Is he so when Clint Eastwood goes and they're the like caravan pulls through the town and they're like what do you think's in that in that stagecoach or whatever and he peeks he like distracts the guy with the horse he like looks in the horse's eye and, and the guy's just like yeah exactly that was so, good. <laughs> so silly i was like maybe I think those point... guys are those guys are like the mexican government and then um what's the name ramon obviously killed a bunch of american soldiers because hmm. they were trying to like buy guns or something that's why they were meeting up i was yeah, yeah i was really confused yeah. too it was a little hard to follow like i i got the gist of it i just wasn't exactly sure what was happening no. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like i'm right there with you like the gist of it again is like a stranger goes into town two factions he's benefiting off of both like that's like the, the story yeah but like the intricacies of it and shit i was just like i am getting very lost and like i don't know if it was just like everything that was happening was very felt obviously very dated it's from the 60s and so i was just like distracted by the dubbing and everything that i was like what the fuck is happening with the story <laughs> like you know and like Madi's soul like that's a whole nother yeah you know, 
Yeah. I was like, oh, that's yeah, his brother. I thought that guy was his brother. I guess they're both his brother. Yeah. Was, yeah. Who's she married? Yeah. Is she, she married to anyone? She's married to some like this nobody, and that's her son. And then it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I guess. Uh, I guess on the Rojo side, like there was a lot of similar looking, uh, fake Mexican Italian dudes. Like, <laughs> like just the mustache, and I was like, hmm, that guy kind of looks like him. Like I was like, is that Ramon? And I was like, wait, that's not. Him. <laughs> So I got that part confused, but like most of like the details weren't like too hard to hash out. And I actually really liked Marisol's uh storyline. I liked yeah. it. I thought they were I thought they were gonna make her just that damsel in distress. Right. And, yeah. Uh, here comes Clint Eastwood to save the day. And it, mm-hmm. I was like totally surprised when when like you kind of there's like the reveal of like who she is and what where she came from. And that little kid is hers and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that I feel was like way, way more interesting than like anything that could have could have possibly happened, probably. Yeah, that was one thing that I noticed was done way better in Yojimbo. <laughs> like I, maybe that's why I could understand a lot of it. It was even better in Yojimbo than that. Yeah, I feel like it was more obvious that she was like captured by them and like a prisoner basically. So like freeing her like felt like it meant more kind of I don't know. Yeah. I think that's where I got lost. I was like, is this like, is Marisol like married to one of these guys or something? Or like, it it didn't. And then afterward, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, she's a prisoner and it's just like a power struggle to like who has this woman kind of thing. Yeah. And like, her husband doesn't really talk in this, but he like talks a lot more on Yojimbo and he's like, I can't fight. I'm so useless, blah, blah, blah. Like, I want my wife back, all this shit. And like, I just cemented, I guess, that whole story arc in it. Yeah, that would have made it a lot more satisfying for sure. Yeah, for like, I don't know. I don't think I need. I don't think I needed any of that. I don't think I need that. But I, I thought it was fine the way they did it. But. Yeah. 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 I just think the context a little more weight, a little bit, a little tiny bit. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was a little confusing, and then it was like, well, we kept her because he supposedly cheated in playing cards, and I'm like. <laughs> you cheated now give me your wife like what i think <laughs> you know what I mean? oh it seemed like he put her down as a bet or something because he's trying to get his money back that's what it seemed like i don't know oh, you know, like really? people put their car fucking titles or something in yeah, it. They're, yeah. yeah which is fucked up but <laughs> <laughs> yeah put your wife down for... it was a product of the times no it was weird um but there's i mean to kind of move along from that there was a lot of really like i don't know if we touched a little bit on like the little humor <laughs> there was a lot of that with uh the party like when they're having the after party and they're all drinking and stuff and then he like you know kind of sets that whole plan in motion and like sneaks off and when he like shoots that guy in the dark and then like shoots the door and like falls <laughs> yeah. on his head shoots the like, ropes to the door yeah yeah it's just like straight out of looney tunes you know that's sort of so... and like what's so hilarious is like it's just hip fire like everything like he's gonna shoot this tiny little piece of twine with like hip fire which <laughs> it's so good like it's so funny yeah. it's just you know and i'm wondering if because now we look we look at that with, with those types of things today and we're just like how ridiculous it's 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 like comical i wonder how it was perceived back in the 60s it was just like wow what a sharp shoot like <laughs> you know what I mean? like was it like so were they good. taking it serious no i don't, I don't think it's a good question i don't think, I, so I don't think they were it's not like yeah. guns were 
like a new thing in the 60s you know what i mean right but <laughs> tons of wars by that point <laughs> yeah people realize right. that you know yeah i was thinking about that like when they would shoot at people's feet and stuff and they're just like ha 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 just shooting all random i was like oh, yeah. they just hit him jesus christ i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i guess it didn't matter you then him, right you kill him and it doesn't matter yeah exactly like, killing people doesn't matter in this world <laughs> So like, that, like twelve times in the movie to the little kid. And just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a little bit of like, you know, a little bit of. I, I think Buster Scruggs does a good job at like playing mm -hmm. on those things, or like takes them to the most extreme. You know. Yeah. Um. If you guys haven't seen that, it's it's really good. But uh, I mean, yeah, it's like he's supposed to be this like hero sharpshooting which like is, is this kind of where like han solo comes from like i was trying to draw the parallels to like later on and it's not even that much later on right like 70s right is when star wars comes right. out but he has that same vibe of like same like hip fire yeah hip fire yeah. Clint yeah. Eastwood and Harrison Ford, like they're they, it's it's like they're cousins in that in that realm right. of, of film, right? Where mm -hmm. they're just like these badasses who kind of go on their Space own. Cowboys. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think um, I I do love. I think what I love that that westerns do very often, and and I guess just a lot of movies do this in general. Which it's like where things are just complete, like the the odds are completely stacked against you but you you find the most ridiculous way to make make them work in your favor like right like even the first like one of the first or the first shootout scenes when it's like 7v1 and he just kills four people instantly right and yeah. it's it's cool to watch that like it's just cool to see that done and, and buster shrugs does do that really like in a comical way where you know they just do all of this fancy footwork shit that like it's just absolutely insane and he wins, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's I don't know. Maybe that's a very Western thing. Maybe the thing's been in film for a while, but when the odds are against you, that forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> I love that whole thing with the forty-five versus the rifle, or whatever. When a man with a forty-five meets a man with a rifle, you said the man with the pistol's a dead man. Let's see if that's true. Go ahead, load him up. It's like we yeah. just has so, a it's bullet. So cool. That was so good. Yeah, that was a cool scene. And I, and it, so, go ahead, Jeff. Well, I just like how they, I mean, this, throughout the entirety of the movie, they're just building up to that. Even if you're not super thinking about it at the forefront, like all the shots we see of Ramon with his Winchester, just like sharpshooter, shooting the armor, shooting the people, shooting the people running away. You know, it doesn't even matter. Like he can hit them all. And then to just have Clint Eastwood, like you also see he's a great shot, but then he plays to like Ramon's greatest flaw of like his pride of his, how good he is. And yeah. yeah. And hitting uh, him in the heart and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And ultimately that becomes like his downfall. But that when that scene happened, I was like, okay, this movie is a little bit better now. Like it, it was all worth it, I guess. You know? <laughs> like, and I, again, I don't think it's a bad movie, but like, Seeing that gave me just a little bit of like relief, I guess. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, cool. We're gonna get some we're gonna get that out of this. And I, I thought that was awesome. I really yeah. love that final like gun duel. Fight. Yeah, duel. I feel like it's like as far as the story arc goes for me, the beginning I was really into it. I was like, this is really cool to just kind of see just to like 
opening up, see the type of cinematography and like see this badass kind of drifter walking into town and like starting to learn about these factions. And in like the middle, I'm like, okay, they lost me a lot. And then at the very end, the final battle, like was just again, like so fucking cool. Like just, just as cool as it is the beginning. Yeah. So the movie was very weighted on either side and the middle left a lot to be desired, but yeah, like the yeah. final fight scene, so fucking cool. And again, you know, the foreshadowing of, of, you know, Ramon being such a sharpshooter, and and you know, Clint Eastwood just like, oh yeah, like some nice shooting. And then they have that. He, what does he say? He's like, it's an old Mexican proverb that a forty-five is not as oh, good as yeah. a. <laughs> what the fuck kind of Mexican proverb? Like, what? <laughs> but also, no- imagine not being able to shoot somebody in the head. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, you shoot you someone in the heart, like from anywhere, and then you just don't realize that shooting in the head is probably yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, you would think that at a certain point, like, what if I just shot him in the face? Like. <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of. He unloads like an entire. And he's just like on him. Yeah. He's all, oh, Danny. <laughs> yeah. I so love every time that he got hit. He was just he was like, yeah, he was, like, this huge stumble, and then he just like very you know, animated. just get up and start talking again and walking. Yeah, it's so <laughs> fucking funny. The people think first bulletproof vest ever made. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> just like a piece of steel on some string. It's like a big. <laughs> i love that to to build that he goes into to build that he goes into like an iron man cave where he's building the iron man suit (laughs) dude and he's like it's like welding in there expecting like welder's glasses (laughs) wasting all those bullets all right this one don't work what about Uh, this piece of metal i like uh, that they set that up i don't know it was cool it was was fun it was like it was so funny yeah Mm -hmm. yeah there's something there there's a sketch there. <laughs> there. There is. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what else do you guys got? I don't know. It's so hard to um, separate it from you, Jimbo. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it must be. I, I trying to put myself in your shoes. I feel like it's a difficult task because I didn't even realize that it was based on your Jimbo until I read the Wikipedia, like, you know, two hours mm-hmm. ago. And I was like, oh, shit, I've heard that name before, but I didn't expect it to be, like... I mean, I saw the lossy stuff, but I didn't think it was, like, a straight-up, like, one-to-one copy, basically. Yeah, before I read that it was, like, an unauthorized remake, I guess, I was like, Mm -hmm. this is really cool. Like, it's such a different-feeling genre. Like, to remake a movie in a different genre instead of just remaking it as it is, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of things are now, like, that's a cool concept, right? I wonder what other kind of stories can be told in different ways. Dude, yeah, like, running scared and fairy tales. I don't want to open that can of worms back up for James <laughs> here, but the modern uh, day Hansel and Gretel. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that coming out soon? I feel like that's. It's yeah. not modern day though. It's like, or maybe it already came out and it was bad. Huh. Maybe I missed. I could see both of those things. I don't know. It's like a hor- It's supposed to be a horror movie. That's. Oh, I've never seen that ad a lot, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, to touch on like the cross, I guess I guess you'd maybe call it a cross platform like story, you know, kind of thing with, with samurai and cowboy. You you see that a lot with characters, right? Like we just talked about Harrison Ford and Clint Eastwood where they're 
kind of the same person, right? And so you see that in other types of media, but it was interesting to see it in an actual like full film. And I do need to watch Yojimbo now. Like, I think I would, I would probably like it more than. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually really thinking about it. Isn't like, you know, any lightsaber user just like a samurai? Yeah, basically. Archetype. Well, that was like that was like George Lucas's influence, right? It was like how the samurai fight, and that was why like you know Darth Vader was very like he had the very calculated strikes, and it was and it was less like a samurai helmet. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. It was yeah. less like flowery, and and that's why like the the second trilogy kind of fell off, where they had all the fancy flips and you know craziness. Yeah. Have you seen the like crossover? Uh, I, I don't know what they're called action figures, but they're not, they're like models, I guess. Yeah, uh, dude, those are they badass. do like a samurai crossover between Star Wars characters. It's so cool. If That's you haven't a... seen it, you should look it up. Mm-hmm. It's so sick looking. It's like a sam- like a stormtrooper, like colors and visuals and stuff but like with the cool samurai like helmets it looks really fucking cool yeah they have one of vader too and it's it totally fits when Mm. you see it like that it all makes sense yeah i guess that star wars is another version of that right like it's not like a remake of a different movie it's just like a bunch of different ideas put together but yeah like i know i guess we're going too far off the beaten path but no that's okay um Yeah, R2D2 and C3PO are like basically not ripoffs. I I don't know. It's like a nicer version of that, like inspired by two characters from a Kurosawa movie. Like they're like almost exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. that shit's cool, I guess. Yeah, just like inspired by just enough not to be sued, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like so so like these gained inspiration from those things and put it out into a like a widely available audience though you know like no matter how you spin it putting something in the american market is just going to be 10 times more successful you know what i mean yeah 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 and be more palatable for americans you know what i mean yeah Yeah. more palatable especially like in those days where i mean i think in today's world it's more even yeah. But in those yeah, days, it, it was it, definitely. It, yeah. There's a lot of like, that, you know, people aren't open to as much like crazy things. So I don't know. It it definitely paves the way. Yeah. Which is kind of like basically what I left this movie with was I respect the fact that it paved the way for other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I'm judging it on is like, that aspect and you know again it's not that i didn't like the movie but it did feel dated and like the dubbing was weird and stuff um i feel like i'm going into my review right now but (laughs) (laughs) it's uh that's a good way to put it is Mm -hmm. that i I just respect it for what it i respect it for what it did Mm -hmm. for even the current day even like a character like mccree in overwatch is like clearly just (laughs) oh yeah you know right and he's a badass, and he's from Santa Fe, and all that stuff. So. Dead eye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the hip shot, dead eye. All the shit he says. Yeah. He even shares some Western lines. Oh, oh really? Man. Oh, I wonder if there are any like actually from like this. Oh, Probably. Right. Well, that's... I just don't think there's that. There's one from Tombstone. Okay. This movie didn't have. Well, okay. This movie had like 
some quotable stuff. I, I read one of the quotes, but like it didn't have any that were really like, oh yeah, like I know that one is a, I think um, Unforgiven had some of those and then maybe even The Good, The Bad and The Ugly did, but I feel like people just even say that, like just the title, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. It's just like something that's said mm -hmm. that's not even referred to that movie. It's just, yeah, you know, something there. But yeah, like there are elements that, I mean, I don't know, like, like the whole fan the hammer thing, you know, like where where Clint has like the uh, the like bandages wrapped around his hand or whatever, and he's just like to to do the fan the hammer, so cool. Yeah, and you can still see that, you know, with like you said, McCree, like a very <laughs> modern thing. Yeah, and that's like one of his abilities is fan the hammer. Yeah, I, I guess I don't want to like dive into Overwatch, but he does have like the. Like Overwatch is like a very few like a futuristic aesthetic, and he probably has the simplest of all the characters, like just his looks. But he mm -hmm. has like a you know a fucking Luke arm, but outside of that, you know, it's like revolver, poncho, the hat, yeah, the cigar, and a good aim, <laughs> yeah, and good aim, yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh, and the yeah. casual like flashbang smoke bomb thing that he did at the end there. <laughs> what Dude, what? He blew up the and then he was just like, "That's enough German smoke," and he's just like there. He's like behind the house, just yeah. Honestly, just looked over. Honestly, it was fucking cool, but but like, cool. but like, in, oh yeah, doesn't uh, in, the freaking the story? It doesn't kind of kind of like. What? Doesn't make sense. Doesn't the coffin the coffin maker like bring that stick of dynamite to him? He's like, I got this from the Rojos. You should give it back to them. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, you should light it and give it back to them. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> so, 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 and so, so he just like throws it under like a pile of dirt to get some smoke, and then he's just like. <laughs> It's just like what? You could have like definitely fucked him up, like just throw it in their house. With the like, rose. But he like has too much like Brad, brother. He's like, <laughs> you just like make this crazy ass entrance just to have like this I guy was... shoot me with my fucking Iron Man suit. Eight fucking times. <laughs> Iron Man suit. I was totally expecting him to just like yeet it into the group of the five of them <laughs> and then it just like went off or nothing yeah. happened. Yeah. It's like, gosh. That was, that was good, though. Yeah. What did you guys feel about, like, the the general effects? The fire. Oh, gosh. Gun, the, sh gun shooting. The the giant barrel the that rolls chains. down. And, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. kills those two the guys. Indiana Jones rock <laughs> barrel fucking splatter. Yeah. That was weird. I was like, huh? What? That was straight up like some acme shit. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> this dude can even stand up, but he got this barrel up there. <laughs> that was funny as fuck. But the, I thought the effects were pretty good. The only thing I didn't like was the the gunshot noise. Even if they were just shooting like at a person, it would still be like, like a ricochet. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, why is he doing? I, I it's like it's so like... classic. Yeah, that's just classic. It's the same thing like where you get shot and you just arms go up in the air and you do a twirl and then fall <laughs> the floor. That's what was kind of a like that's what kind of bugged me with the effects is when people would die, they're just they were like, it's oh, nothing oh, would really happen. They're just 
and I think I think because it's like they can't they can't do a lot with like actual visual effects of like a bullet going through their fucking body. So it's just like let's just make them do a little jig and then fall yeah. over. You know? That was like the whole, entire Gatling gun scene was just a yeah. bunch of people like oh. Yeah. They probably just like rip body parts off each other. Just like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's good. It's good. And like the fire, the fire was like, you know, it was suspiciously fast. Like all of a sudden, entire buildings were on fire. But mm-hmm. that's what you expect, I guess, in those times. At least there was real fire. You know. That's yeah. Where I would prefer that instead of like. And the guy was actually on fire too. Oh, yeah, was that was crazy. And that like, he held that oh, shot for there, a while. Were they running out of the house? It's like, yeah, yeah, If we want to talk about that scene, that scene was straight up crazy. That shit was like horror, like was horror dark, style. Yeah. Like it was the close-ups on their face, like shooting these motherfuckers running out of a burning building. <laughs> How much more evil can you get? Yeah, yeah it was dark. It was. Yeah. And then like his, his, the wife, right? What is her name? Consuela. Yeah. Her hands. I mean, I don't anyway, no um, but yeah, like she's just like, oh, like you killed three ar- unarmed men, and then it's just like, yeah, I'm gonna kill you too, bitch. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, yeah, crazy, crazy, yeah. And like, by you know, not that it matters, but your entire all your belongings are going up in flames, too. So, yeah, yeah, it was insane, but yeah, that whole scene. I was just like, holy shit, this is actually kind of scary. Like, especially, uh, oh God, what's his name? The main brother, the main bad guy? Ramon. Ramon. Ramon's face was like actually terrifying. Like, if I saw it in a like horror movie today, I'd be like, holy shit. That's what's crazy. This is like, uh, I don't know, it feels, it feels like Romeo and Juliet ish. Like two mm. families, like Montagues and the Capulets. Yeah, like, they're just yeah. like what? Because this is all reactionary, based on the girl, right? The girl gets kidnapped again, but really, we we know that Clint Eastwood sets her free. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so and they think... each other. Like it's such a large reaction for like for what? I mean, can't they like go find another girl? <laughs> so well, that's what's crazy. It's so like. like Jesus, you guys are fucking. What James crazy. is trying to say is these hoes ain't worth it. There's more fish, more fish out there. They <laughs> they went because they thought that they that they were harboring Clint Eastwood, right? Yeah, like he was but, there. But, yeah, yeah. It was with that, but also like the initial thing was that they were trying to find her. Yeah, yeah. She was in there, dude. Whole fucking place is on fire. They didn't give a shit, man. They, they, just... Yeah, they just wanted to kill. I don't know. They, just wanted to fucking... <laughs> they literally opened with the gas barrel fire. Like they weren't trying to find yeah. nothing in there. Yeah, true. Yeah. Oh man. But that was they had dynamite thing. the whole time. What the fuck? I know, dude. They sh- that it all that shook everything up for me. I was like, okay, <laughs> this is uh, something's here. There's something to this. Oh man. But it was, yeah. I mean, just to touch back on what Adrian is saying about the middle being a little bit, you know, it, it was easy to get lost in the middle. It was, mm-hmm. I found myself rewinding, like, pieces a few times just because I felt like I missed something. I wasn't really sure why something was happening. But, yeah, the beginning and the end were both like, pretty explosive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I agree. 
but yeah, where um, where are we at? What what else do we got to bring to the table? Where are we at with time wise? Um, we don't know this guy. Less than an hour. I guess the like other thing I can think of, big thing, is when Clint Eastwood just gets jacked the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that was crazy. I don't know, like seeing the hero all like bloody yeah. and fucking completely can't even walk and shit, it. and then getting escorted around in that coffin. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was clever, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's just like, wait, I want to watch this. Hero. You never get to see the hero on his knees. But he's not the right. hero. There's no hero in this this True. one, guys. Well, I mean, I don't know. I I think like that's kind of where it goes. Where initially Clint Eastwood isn't the hero. I mean, what does he say at the beginning? Like he he like I think Ramona's just like, oh, you don't value peace, and he's like, I don't value something I don't know nothing about. <laughs> and then like at the end of the movie, they talk about peace again. He's like, yeah, it's easy to be peaceful when you got money in your pocket. And it's like, what? Like, okay, like now you fucking know what peace is, you piece of shit. But also. <laughs> That's like the thing is that he's he's totally out for himself. Like he like right. that's, that's the weird ass thing about the whole plot of this movie is he comes into the city, gets two families to kill themselves, and then he's just gonna leave when he was trying to make money. It's like, what are you even doing? He's just like chaotic evil kind of. Yeah, like he even like, like gives back money just, like, that he gets. Yeah. He's just like, let me just like totally fuck with people, and it's just like there's almost no purpose for him to do what he did really like like right. you really think about what he's doing like, single-handedly destroying a whole so city strange. like he's, he's just like it's me in the middle of these two and he wants to like prove to himself that he can like dismantle them and like and for what for like a small monetary gain like 40 people died I don't think he even had a monetary gain. For a fistful of dollars, man. You know, and like that's the that's kind of the whole thing. He's just and and that's like what makes it like more like hilarious and entertaining is that you're just like this guy is just the wanderer. He probably has done this to like other little cities and like makes you think about it. Like when he's like, like right when he says that that line, it's not easy to like something you know nothing about. Like. Yeah. And he's just like, I have no home, and like, I've never, I've never like been at a home, like. So you're like, this guy has something, and it's just like, it's it's funny to think about. It doesn't really ruin it for me, but it's funny to yeah. think about. <laughs> no, that's an interesting take. I thought when I first saw them, or when I saw the first scene of the movie, I was just like, why is this? Like, there's like a little boy, and he's running across the street, and like all of a sudden, people are shooting at him or whatever. And I think it's like at that, as I've been thinking about the movie since I've watched it, I think that's the moment where he's like, I'm going to try to help this situation. Because oh, he's a, literally a bystander mm -hmm. watching this shit unfold. And I mean, maybe like, you know, like you said there, he has never known peace. Like maybe he grew up similarly, like around Getting all this violence. <laughs> yeah. And so he like finds an opportunity to help that situation, and like that's well, that's like, what he ends up it. saying to her at the end, right? He's like, "I knew somebody like you, yeah, and, and they didn't have yeah. nobody to turn to." Exactly, which is like kind of interesting, but like initially, like that's what's funny about it is like he doesn't go there with that intention, right? Like see, that's what's hard to say like, because oh, the okay, first so scene of the movie the is boy, that. you see the boy, but yeah. like. But, but you like, don't really you don't know. Really know the connection until way yeah. later. So it's kind true. of like, I don't know. That's true. You're right. Yeah. But I think that's where, like, maybe he turns around and gives the money back. And he's like, I don't 
you know, I only spent a little bit and I feel like I haven't earned this all. Yeah. And I think I it, it draws another, it draws another par parallel to very like, and again, we, we talked about how Jay mentioned how he appreciates what this film has done. And it like what you were saying about where he sees the little boy and like, maybe that's where he starts being like, maybe I need to save this kid. It draws a huge parallel to the Mandalorian, right? Like the Mandalorian is this bounty hunter who is just after getting money just like the stranger is in like Clint Eastwood. And he comes across someone that needs to be saved, someone who doesn't have, you know, who has like a, a less than fortunate life, right? Which is the same thing with Baby Yoda or like the child. And yeah. his, his, you know, quest changes completely to like, well, he's still going to get money, but he's going <laughs> to save, you know, the, the less fortunate because that was his childhood yeah just like not having somebody that's a good that's a good uh connection i didn't catch that yeah but i, I just thought now that you were mentioning about the boy i was like yeah that's what the Mandalorian yeah. is. it's a space I like, yeah i feel like it, you know i feel like he was the boy in some respects maybe which yeah. makes it more interesting for me honestly yeah because they didn't they didn't allude to that really much yeah. at all right except that he just said like i've never known peace right and he's yeah, maybe right. a shit childhood who knows never known a home this and that never knew a yeah. home and the, the other one that james just said about the i knew someone like you or whatever right, right they're yeah. like very small pieces of the movie right. whole. yeah there's no flashback scenes that show him as a kid you know right right which is even more interesting i think if yeah. that's not that stuff so. exactly because like it leaves a lot more yeah yeah because I think that's where like you it's it's and that's like a product of the time as well. You can't really get into somebody's backstory like you would be able to in modern times, especially mm -hmm. with the the budget and you're just in one you're literally shooting on one location, like you're not gonna go take a flashback into Cl little Clint Eastwood's yeah. like, getting shot, getting his little toad shot or whatever. <laughs> with a little baby yeah. cigar. You know, so it's like and it and I think it works well. I think it, it gives you it gives you enough taste mm -hmm. to yeah. kind of fill the blanks or let your mind kind of run wild with it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And that's a good point about the location. It is really essentially one location. I mean, there might be like a handful of buildings there, but it's all the same spot. Yeah, one set. It's one yeah. Yeah, plot of land. Mm -hmm. That's impressive, I guess. <laughs> that's a great way to say <laughs> it. impressive, I guess. <laughs> you know? I guess I'm mildly impressed. And I think that's like, we're so far removed. Like, I don't think we can really see like how crazy this probably was at the time and and mm -hmm. even like and even like i don't know i'm trying to think of like a resurgence of like some genre that we haven't seen in a while i don't know let's think about like emo music or something <laughs> like you know how we've had a resurgence in emo music in rap and oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It. like it's like yeah. it's like a totally new spin like i couldn't imagine being in that time and then you sort of totally see this new resurgence of westerns you probably thought they were dead and gone and then all of a sudden these Italians are making these movies and they're like, mm -hmm. they're not, they're a little slower, they're a little more darker. Like, could you imagine yeah. like that? Could you imagine like the resurgence and like how yeah. crazy right. that was? It's probably that. so cool, yeah. And then flash forward to the 70s where you have that in, in space, like where you have yeah, the yeah. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, like that's why Star Wars was so fucking crazy, right? Like, right. 
I like do wonder the, what the like diehard. I wonder what the diehard like Western fans thought about these movies and stuff like Star Wars. That was like yeah. obvious inspiration taken. I would love to know because, yeah, I mean, like thinking, like watching this movie. A lot of times, I was like, this feels like I'm like six years old and at my grandparents' house. My grandpa's watching a movie. You know, <laughs> yeah. I happen to yeah. see few shots of it and i'm like i don't think my grandpa was a big star wars fan but <laughs> you know like yeah. um yeah it's interesting it's interesting to see these keep coming back yeah but i feel like with today it's less of it's it's just like it's more blatant on like okay like we're just redoing star wars like we're doing more star wars and we're doing more sci-fi type things where like what's the next genre that's, that's going to have the same characters in the same mission and the same story but is this a different spin on all of it too you know where is that going to be and i don't know it's hard to say interesting yeah. i wonder if westerns could make a comeback at all like i don't know if it's the right genre that could come back honestly i mean you have yeah. to like have the clint eastwoods of the world that are just trying to do that revisionist history kind of thing mm-hmm. Django Unchained and and like the total meta. Oh, um, like you know, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of that like golden age era coming back. But a complete western? I don't know. That'd be a hard one. It'd probably be like some weird like detective shit. You know what I mean? Mm. Maybe. So remember Um, True Grit? What year was that? Two thousand something. 2010 that was pretty cool even though but that's a remake of the original yeah movie. that's true yeah that's like the last like and full still... on western i could even think of yeah hmm. it's still like a western it's not like a spin on a there it's was not like a one, comedy buster strokes about... tomahawk yeah. oh tomahawk <laughs> that's true that's like a horror movie though right <laughs> yeah it's like, super like, like a sci-fi western but it's more on the western Realm. it's like yeah. aliens i don't know I'm not what spoilers about... damn it oh, movies, wild wild movies pretty shitty oh yeah wild 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 west. West. oh my god yes what year oh. was wild wild west i don't even mid know mid 2000s oh, is fucking weird dude so weird. Weird. Go back and watch it <laughs> fucking will smith <laughs> uh, no dude i was gonna say 90s that was 1999 Mm. I thought wow. that was 90s. Yeah. yeah. What a weird fucking movie. Yeah, Millennium. Because remember I was talking about Millennium. it? Uh, <laughs> that was my first <laughs> album I ever got was Millennium. Nice. <laughs> and it was, yeah, that was literally the Millennia. And add that song on there. Nice. The Wild Wild West song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. It had all that. Had all Sick. that. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, guys. Let's uh, let's rate this fucking thing. <laughs> we went off there. We're going all over the place. <laughs> even... I don't even know where I stand anymore on this. I don't either, man. It's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Let's go into our segment. What do you rate this? And can you fumble? Can you drink while watching this? Who wants to take over? I think I'm like the most cemented i guess you guys would seem like you're totally set so i can give you some time uh go ahead and take it away okay so i guess i'll start with can you fumble i mean yeah i guess so like 
see some cool action you should but maybe you'd get bored in the middle like you're saying like you know you're getting drunk you're like all right this is boring as fuck so maybe not okay i don't know i guess that's not really an answer but yeah i don't know the whole time i'm like even watching it i could not separate this movie from yojimbo in my head i was like oh this was like this in yojimbo this was like this or like you know like different takes on things but that didn't make it more fun to watch like, no it made it fun to watch but like as its own movie i like don't uh, okay okay feel much right. about it right yeah yeah i feel like the end screen sums it all up it's just fine <laughs> this movie's fine <laughs> oh, man. but um yeah i don't know just western just like, I don't know, old cowboys and wild, wild west shit. Like, it's just not the most appealing thing to me. So once I realized that it was Yojimbo again, I got more into it. I was like, oh shit, this is kind of crazy. And like, I was super into the idea of a remake in a different genre and stuff. And then I read it was unauthorized and all the suing and stuff happened. And I was like, all right, maybe that kind of sucked. But yeah. yeah, the music, fucking iconic, so cool. Like, that is that is Western music, right? Um, the voiceover honestly was like very off-putting to me. Like I noticed it like all the fucking time. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think the story was cool. Like the end with all the villains and stuff. Uh, Ramon was really really cool, menacing and shit. Overall, it was it was a fun watch. It was fine. So I give it a seven point nine. Okay, nice. oh. seven point nine. Seven point nine out of ten. That's kind of higher than I thought it would be, but yeah, I respect that. Yeah. Um, all right. Hmm. I, think I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to take this one. Take so it. Can you fumble? Um, you know what? I would say yes, and and I think that I would say yes because maybe if you're fumbling, if you're drinking on this, you can just pay attention to like the very important aspects of the story where we've talked about stranger rolls into time or into town there's two factions he's trying to benefit off of both and then he catches feelings about like saving somebody that maybe he sees something of himself in that and i think the intricacies of this story is what lost me where the whole middle part of it where i was like okay like i don't I don't know if I really care that much about learning about the Rojos and the Baxters. I don't know if I care about the intricacies of their relationship, but just the like, you know, overarching, like, these are the two families and then there's a stranger is, is good. But what sucks is that that's not, this movie can't claim that as their story, right? Because you had Yojimbo and you had, you know, the book that Yojimbo in this movie was were inspired off of. But I think that maybe... You could still say that this helped popularize that and this you know literally launched its own genre of like spaghetti westerns and everything that comes with that you know the music and just the cinematography and the way that you know everything is so over the top it's fun and it's it's like it's i'm this movie is like so important i think for especially for what westerns were and like even now what what more modern adaptations of that. Like we talked a lot about tonight about Star Wars and about like, you know, these cowboy kind of Western or cowboy sci-fi type of space cowboy things. And so 
for that, like, it just, it, I have a lot of respect for the movie. And, you know, it's fun. Like, it's a fun watch. And I didn't, like, particularly, I wasn't thrilled to watch it all throughout. But, you know, I'm a fucking 27-year-old. Who the fuck, like, what? I, I, I'm not supposed to enjoy these movies, I think, as much as, like, they were intended to be enjoyed when they first came out in the 60s. So, yeah, I think um, with that, you know, I'm I'm really close with Taryn. And I think I'm right there at a, a solid eight for this eight out of ten for me nice wow. yeah i'm fun yeah. too yeah so who wants to go james that's, or jay that's there that is there uh <laughs> I think jay you want to take it go ahead <laughs> all right sure. uh yeah i mean i agree on all the stuff i was said like the music is great um the badassness of clint eastwood is cool there is like the cool story elements that worked and that kind of make you think a little bit about it. And then there's like a lot of the story that loses you and is not as interesting, but you know, putting yourself in, in the time is a whole thing. So it's hard to like really compare, I would say in a fair way. And I think that like, you know, this era, which I guess, you know, we, we talked about Harakiri and, I hate to lump them in this, but I, I think I have to. Like, it's this era of time in this thing that we're we're beginning to like pass the threshold of which it's becoming important to go back and learn about. You know, like you don't really have to like. Am I gonna tell my daughter to go and watch these movies? Like, probably not. You know what I mean? And like, if she doesn't know about them, it's not gonna affect her view of like film going forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're just at that point where like maybe we're splitting the difference here but we're pretty much you know passing that like the 70s you still need to watch some things there but the 60s not so much you know <laughs> um you get like some emails for that <laughs> i mean maybe you know maybe it's like maybe it's a bit of a controversial thing but like i feel like in school you know when they teach you history like they don't start at like the beginning right like you kind of yeah. just there's a piece where you begin from to learn like the history of whatever it is that you're learning about you know hmm. um so i feel like that's the point in which these this era kind of splits off at least for me it feels like these that's... things are less important to like view to appreciate film as a whole that's interesting like if i could cut in just i feel like it's just westerns man i don't know like even like film noirs in the forties are fucking way cooler than this. I think. Uh, that's true. Maybe there like is. Samurai movies are this era too. Like it's just, I just think it's westerns. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just westerns, and maybe that's the piece that I would cut out because like Citizen Kane, Casablanca, all that stuff, you know, is is really good. So, I don't know. It's hard to put that. I don't want to lump all of that stuff together. But it, like again, you know, those movies still. I would argue that you, maybe you don't have to go back and watch them to yeah, that's true. really, you know, feel the whole thing. So, hmm. um, but that being said, like, it was a fun movie to watch. I did like all the gunplay stuff. I liked the, like, you know, the bulletproof bib and all that shit. Like, all that stuff was good. <laughs> Some of the little zingers were funny. Like, there was a little bit of humor, uh, which is cool. I did dig the relationship between, you know, Clint and basically everybody, but specifically the barkeep and the the coffin maker and uh yeah the little flute sound will probably haunt my dreams for <laughs> the next week but uh that's not a bad thing you know so i think overall i i'll give this like a seven and a half seven point five 
Okay. Mm -hmm. And 7.5 out of J. So James, yeah. take it away. Yeah. Well, I don't, dang Jay. I wish you would have brought all that up earlier in the conversation so we could talk about it. Maybe we can go into a little after show, after show talking about the oldies. Yeah. So this movie, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty straightforward. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I've uh, felt the same way as you guys where you felt bored in the middle. I, I thought that it was just, I, I was just waiting to see what kind of uh, trickery and fuckery he was going to get into. Like, you know, putting the families against each other. Like I, I was, I was like fully on board waiting to see like, what is he going to do? What, what, where are we going with this? And then I was also like waiting. I was like, okay, what are they going to do with uh, Marisol's character? Like I was like, it's going to be cheesy. It's going to suck. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be really bad. And then they went like a totally different way than I thought they were going to. So I was just like, okay, like, I was just like, this is actually kind of pleasantly surprising for me. It's not blowing me away by any means, but um, just kind of seeing like where this takes film as a whole, like, I think it's very important to watch. I think it's, um, you know, just kind of getting a little bit of the uh, context of the times and what it inspired. I think it's pretty interesting to see i mean I, I could maybe agree with you jay where if you're not a buff like you're not gonna watch this shit right yeah you're not gonna right. watch this shit regardless and and you like get away with not watching this it. has nothing to do with frozen 2 or anything <laughs> watch frozen 2 and this to like enjoy either but um i'm 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 right there with you guys 7.9 uh okay. just just solid i i actually that's that's what's weird is that I thought you guys were gonna rate it way lower because you you thought it was kind of lingering there in the middle. I thought you guys were gonna give it lower sevens. But I thought it was I, okay I, in the middle. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And, and, then, and the stuff I that like, they did was fun. Yeah, I I just think I think that I read it. You know, well, I feel like there's just much importance. And even you're like, this is an important movie. And even if you don't, you don't have to watch this to be able to appreciate more modern adaptation like what the cowboy story is but to see that it's like, like it's interesting and it's yeah the, this the movie deserves respect i think yeah yeah true yeah sure. I'm, also, like, I'm in the sevens is because it i respect i respect yeah. it yeah, yeah. and then I, I get where jay comes from i think me and jay have the same kind of feeling where just because a movie has that like per, what is was the word the the perception the, or the perception in the surrounding of being bigger like the larger prestige. than life the prestige, oh, the prestige. The, 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 it throws the punches that you know everybody says that it throws and then yeah. you might not just think that it's there and I, and I think that we shouldn't rate movies higher because they are prestigious right like just, yeah no you're well, right better, you're right I think about it like this. If we compare it to another art form, like in paintings, like, are you going to go back further than the Mona Lisa? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And even then, what other paintings can you name from that era? Probably none, right? Like, that doesn't mean that there's not a handful of, like, really old things that are really good that you should check out. I just don't think that this is a Mona Lisa, you know? 
Nice. That's a good, you know what? That's a good way to wrap this up, I think. That's like, that's right there on it. It hits the, yeah. the nail on the head. Yeah. So, yeah, that brings us at a collective 7.825. Um, yeah, high sevens. That's, you know, pretty that's good. good. It's a good, it's a good, good movie. And it's, you know, if you're into this type of stuff, then um, if you're like, you know, consider yourself, none of us consider ourselves film buffs necessarily, but if you're interested in like the history of film, then you have to watch movies from this era and, and from this genre. And so this is one right there up there, you know, with that. So yeah, with all of that being said, that brings, uh, that wraps this up for us. Be sure to tune in to us next week. What is it? What's our episode? Wednesday, right? We're going to be doing, uh, reviewing Old Boy, a fan-selected film. So yeah, tune into that. Make sure you're following us on all of our socials. Find all of those at filmfumblers.com. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Follow us all over there. Follow us on Twitch. And yeah, you'll be notified when we go live. So with all that being said, thanks so much for tuning in tonight, guys. Have a great rest of your night. Cheers. 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 Yeah.